So welcome to episode 79 of Mompreneur Space Live Show. I'm Kenneth Chu, the host and also the author of Mother Industrialist, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success. So in my book, I've interviewed 15 mompreneurs that I have personally known in the past 10 years. And I've also shared with the mothers how they can craft their mompreneurship blueprint using the three P's, which is passion, purpose and profit to kickstart their business. At the same time, I have been running my own digital marketing agency, KC Creative Marketing, for the past five years, where I help startup, solopreneur, self-employed, and SME by using social media, video marketing, and live streaming to build up their brand in today's digital world. In this season of Mompreneur Space Live Show, I will still be interviewing a successful mompreneur every Monday, and I hope that you will continue to inspire and motivate more mothers who are running their own business for those who wanted to start on their own. So during the live show, you guys can start posting your questions in the chat and we will answer them at the end of the show. So I hope that you guys will enjoy this new episode. So in this new episode, we will be talking about how to build up a positive and emotional resilience during a pandemic. So as we know, during this period of time, a lot of parents are struggling uh, with home-based learning, with working from home and and this mompreneur that I have today, um, she is really very... Um, how, did, how did I know her? Is because one day I received a DM via Instagram. She was, uh, she was telling me, Hey, Kenneth, I saw that you are interviewing all these mothers and um, can, can I be a part of it? I would want to share uh, what I have for the mothers. So that really is, um, how should be, uh, inspire me a lot that someone really wants to share so much and finally I have uh, I have her onto, onto this show. And today's our topic is how to build up a positive and emotional resilience during a pandemic and this is a topic that I really really love and I want to give her more time for her to share more of her golden nuggets and how parents or even mothers can um, can I would say survive in during this pandemic or during this period of time. So for uh, she is an executive and life coach She's, she is a keynote speaker and a lawyer. She's a beautiful mom with two beautiful kids, age seven and four. And without further ado, wait, let us welcome Ruchi. Hi, Ruchi. Good to have you. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thanks for that uh, beautiful um, DM that you have sent me. And now finally we've connected. Uh, we did a call before yes. that and we have a lot of things to discuss. And I'm really thankful Um for you to come onto my show uh, to make time for it and yes so before we start right like i mentioned to you there's a tradition that every guest get to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we can officially kickstart the show so are you ready with the question of the day posted by the previous guest i am okay so the question of the day posted by the previous guest is what is your greatest goal that you have achieved so far as a mompreneur. Okay, I repeat again. The question of the day posted by the previous guest is, what is your biggest goal that you have achieved so far as a mompreneur? So spend some time to think about it while I go onto Facebook, onto my iPad to see if you are connected successfully and I'll come back to you, all right? Okay, cool? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. So uh, Ruchi, are you ready with your answer to the question of the day? Yes. Okay, share with Do us. Do you want to ask... Do you want to ask the question again okay. for the people who came in? Okay. You? Oh, wow. There's a lot of people coming in. There's uh, Kan Kanchan. Kanchan is coming in. Okay. So the question of the day posted by the previous guest is, what is your biggest goal that you have achieved so far as a mompreneur? Okay. So maybe you can share with us your answer. As a mompreneur, the reason I became a mompreneur was to spend more time with my children. Because being a lawyer before this, I used to work very long hours. I was always gone. There were times I was working on weekends as well. Mm. And that has been one of the big reasons that I wanted to do something else, start my own business or practice. And I think I have finally achieved that goal of having time, having control over my time. It's mm. taken a few years. It's been five years since I've become a coach. Mm. And I can finally say that I can be around when my children need me most of the time. And I think that has been the biggest success of starting off on this new journey of being a coach. 
Wow, wow. I've achieved it, yes. Wow, that, that is so amazing. And thank you for your amazing answer. And now we can officially kickstart with the show because today's topic is how to build up a positive and emotional resilience during a pandemic. So let's share with us uh, in the chat, what are the challenges or what are your struggles during this pandemic as a parent? Um, what are you struggling with? What are you having difficulties uh, on? So uh, just share with us in the chat and at the end of the show, uh, um, in, in between, Ruchi and I will, will be more than glad to answer, the que uh, answer your question or answer uh, some of the, your comments. Okay, so Ruchi, before we start, right, uh, maybe you can do a short introduction to the audience because some of them might be seeing you for the first time, uh, especially for my audience. And uh, what, 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 what are you doing before you became a coach? And what are you currently busy with and where are you from? So because we have, uh, we do have international friends from all around the world or international mompreneur mummies uh, that's watching this mompreneur space live show. So maybe you can do a short introduction of yourself. Yes, I'd love to thank you. My name is Ruchi Parikh and I am an executive and a life coach. I was previously uh, a lawyer as, as Kenneth just said. I basically work with ambitious professionals who want to have it all. You know, they are people who seem like they're having everything, they're successful, but inside they feel lost. They feel that they're losing control on themselves. They feel like life's just passing them by and they're really losing their self-esteem and self-control. That's that, that self-esteem and confidence back. I help them feel good about themselves again and help them juggle all those various roles they play. So that's what I do with the, my clients. I'm originally from India and now I live in Singapore since I've been here since the last seven years wow. with my husband and my children. Welcome, welcome. So way before you, be, um, because you were saying that you were a lawyer, so were you, uh, were, were you, how should I put it? So after you graduated, you became a lawyer all the while until you changed and became a coach? Is that, is that how uh, your career your voice, works? Your voice broke. Sorry, can you okay. repeat the question, okay. Kenneth? So I was, uh, I was asking, like, um, you became a lawyer straight away after you graduated. And after that, um, you yes. switched to a coach. So you only have these two career. Is that so? That is true. Yes, I graduated uh, from commerce. Then I did the Bachelor of Law degree in mm. India. I practiced in India. Then uh, when I married my husband, we were in Hong Kong. I was practicing in Hong Kong as well. Mm. And um, then I moved to Singapore when my daughter was born. And she was seven months old when we moved. And that was actually one of, one of the biggest reasons of me changing, switching careers. I definitely wanted more control over my time. And also as cliched as it sounds, I wanted to give back some more from... Mm life from society i wanted to give back from where i got so much and you know don't get me wrong i loved being a lawyer i loved it even now i never say that maybe one day i go back but right now i love being a coach it's it gives me that it's my mission in life mm. and i love to say this but i want to make this world a better place and i'm going to do it one day at a time so that's why i'm a coach now i'm going i'm going to be able to try to make a difference in as many people's lives as I can. And that's also why I reached out to you because mm. <laughs> I, people are really struggling during this pandemic. Yep. They are really struggling. And I have had, I have not been this busy in the last few years like I have been this year because people are reaching out. They are finally not shy to say I need help. Mm. And it's... Uh, it's got the pandemic has also come with its pros of you know people actually accepting that mm. taking help asking for help is not a bad thing Correct. it helps you make your life better to grow which is not wrong which is what you need sometimes yeah you are you're absolutely right and that was the that is the reason why um i felt that this is the, like the right timing that we are we are talking about this topic is how to build up a positive and emotional resilience during a pandemic as I've shared with you before this show, uh, that I've also um, mothers coming to me, um, they are burnt out because they are facing a lot of new things, uh, new challenges, uh, working from home, even uh, 
instead of the home-based learning for their kids, they are also having what they call the parent-based learning. Because yes. the parents are learning how to home-base their, ki- their kids at the same time. So it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really um, how should I, uh, like an eye-opener for, for the parents. Like, okay, how, sh- how can I parent my kid? Because most of the time, they, they just pass it to the school or they pass it to the student care. And most of the time, um, they kind of outsource. But because of this pandemic, they have to insource, they have to be the source to, to help their kids with the homework where they have, maybe they have not really hands-on with them or work with them. So talking about this, so what do you see that the, are the common challenges and struggles that, that parents or particularly mothers that are facing during this period of time? What are the cha- their challenges? So, you know, we always hear things like change is the only constant. It's, it's important to adapt to change. You must change and grow. This situation that we are all in right now has truly shown us that, that change, things that we did previously may need to be done differently now. Yep. One of the biggest challenges I think moms have faced is juggling where in, in either case, we're always juggling various roles. Yep. But we had different physical spaces earlier. Now everything's merged together. Mm. The home and the work environment is all together. Yep. And that I think particularly, because even if we're helping our kids with home-based learning, we yet have to do our own work as well. Right. And mind you, everything is in the same close space. <laughs> Yes. We are blessed in Singapore that we are allowed to go out, but most of the countries are yet in lockdown. They're yet indoors and everybody, the whole household is inside. Yeah. I think just being in that closed physical space constantly, even if it's your own children, spouse, parents has become challenging. Yeah. All the quality time that everyone wanted to spend together has <laughs> been a bit much now. So I think that has been a very big challenge. For most people yeah you, you are you are right uh, in i would say because nobody expected this and nobody expected the uh, like like a lot of parents a lot of mothers share with me that it's very overwhelmed because it's not just your kids because suddenly you face your spouse that's working directly across you and they like like i was sharing with you like my wife her this is the first time after being with her for 16 years this is the first time I see her at work, really at work. And it's not a not, not a beautiful sight, I would say. Because after all the stress and after she she uh she ended the phone call with the boss, she was oh, she was like get so stressed up and she would like say things that that that, that doesn't sound good because she wanna uh, vent it out. Or she's frustrated because she's trying to get everything done, the household. Because yes. for her she felt that okay, when she's at home she wanna be more productive. And she want to do the household chores. She want to do this. She want to clean this. She want to clean that. At the same time, uh, do her work. So, so that's where a lot of things got mixed up. The timetable and all that stuff. I, I believe that this is where a lot of mothers are facing also. Especially for those, their kids are not going for full day class, full day school. Uh, they are facing all these challenges. So, talking about this, all these challenges, would you say that there are parents or mothers that are managing this well during this period of time? Uh, if they are managing well, what could be the difference between those that are managing well and those who are not managing well? Do you see that for your students? I think there are many who are managing well. And the key is, and this is what I tell my clients, the key is if you notice that someone is managing well, especially in these unprecedented crazy times, yep. is because they are going easy on themselves. Mm. Most of us, we are very hard on ourselves. We set a bar. And when we reach, when we're about to approach the bar, we set it higher. So you actually, for yourself, you're never achieving anything. Because forget the external environment, forget the people in your life. We are so hard Mm. and so critical of ourselves that I think we make it hard and we make it tough. And we ensure that we are not succeeding. So my my suggestion and my advice that I always give my clients is go easy on yourself. Give yourself permission. We don't give ourselves permission. (laughs) Give yourself permission to go easy on yourself and you will notice how life, even this crazy time, starts getting easier. It's okay if you're not doing things perfectly. It's enough 
if you're just doing it good enough you don't have to ace everything you don't have to give your 100% to every role you play yeah Because you're right it's not possible to give your 100% a 70-80% should be good enough because <laughs> you are one human being trying to run so many things and now they're doubled because there's a lot more things to be done differently yep. from what they're used to and that change itself shakes up people because now suddenly you have to do things differently and imagine trying to learn how to do differently and then being over ambitious about it that i have to do it perfectly mm. it's a no win situation the key key is go easy relax tell yourself your perfection doesn't have to match somebody else's yep you need to create your own definition of being perfect mm. and reduce that stress and pressure on yourself Wow, wow. This is, is this is such an opening is like so enlightening because <laughs> this is what I also told a lot of parents is like you you don't have to do everything the way that you want to. That means you you score a hundred points. Um you just have to do it good enough. You don't have to do everything over like if you already clean this one, you don't have to clean it twice. Yes. That kind of stuff. You don't have to overdo things. And you you talk about um the standard like want to be perfect. I guess today's um there's a lot of expectation not from others expectation on our us internally and a lot of time I would see that um it's because of that self esteem the self confidence um it could be what we know as uh, upbringing that the yes. environment our parents the society our bosses tell us that you have to be good you have to be very good you have to be hard perfect you have to be 100% and stuff like that so that's where during this pandemic i believe that all this pressure start coming onto us and without expectation from physical we have this mental like are we doing enough are we doing more than enough are we doing good are we performing because now now my boss cannot see me my boss do not know what i'm doing so how would a peer appraisal exactly. be and all that stuff so i guess it's a lot of pressure that's coming onto us and and also at the same time hearing that some of our peers are losing their job because of retrenchment because of the economy a lot of fear start to seep in do you do you see that is the fear of the uncertainty that is making um the parents or even the mothers more anxious about um achieving things making things Absolutely. right Absolutely the uncertainty is driving everybody bananas <laughs> and I would be lying if I say it didn't it didn't affect me mm. It definitely has affected I don't think anybody can say that they are untouched by this pandemic Yeah It's at this point when you feel bogged down when you feel that uncertainty is driving you crazy is when you need to start doing things different differently It's when when you need to start pulling out those I like to call them backup tools. Mm. And this is something I teach my clients. Always have backup tools in a toolkit ready to be pulled out when you're not feeling good. When mm. things are going as per plan, when things are going well, you're flying high, it's awesome. But things are going to go off. In that's life, it's going to happen. For those times, you need to have backup tools ready to pull out as and when needed so when i work with my clients i always create a toolkit with them mm. this is a toolkit we create so that when they finish their coaching journey with me and they're done in the future if they ever need something they can always look back and pull out a tool that is you know appropriate for that situation that they are facing mm. so i'm just curious like maybe you can share some example of this toolkit because this is like like a backup plan because during this period of time i realized that uh some of my friends who are mothers they are coming to me hey, because they know that i empower mothers to be entrepreneurs um uh, i help mothers i work with mompreneurs so definitely they want to have a backup plan and they will call me or message me or some of them dm me even for those uh, that i do not know because they were referred by their friends saying oh if you want to start a business or you want to earn, earn an income you can always look for kenneth so that's why they come to me and i realized that a lot of them are planning for plan b plan c and 
maybe to change their career or even change industry. So is that something that will be the right fit into what you call the toolkit or your toolkit is a, another set of maybe skill set that they need to? Is, is it different? No, no. When I say toolkit, I'll give you an example. So when I start working with my clients, the first thing I make them do, I make them make them do something known as a character survey. Mm. That is the first toolkit, the first tool in our toolkit. Mm. What that does is it gives them a, an idea of their strengths and their weaknesses. Mm. So we all know what we're good at and what we're not. We have an idea. We've, we've used all our life. We have coping mechanisms. We know what we're, you know, our strengths are. Yep. When you get a, a report yep. confirming it, it helps build your self-confidence. Yep. I'll give you an example. One client of mine, his number one strength in his the survey report was humor. Hmm. He it was an eye opener for him because he then realized whenever he is in a difficult situation, he uses humor to get himself out of it. Um. When that report confirmed it, it gave him that self-confidence to do it even more and better. Yep. So he did it all the time, you know, at work also when he was stuck in a situation to diffuse tension, to reduce the stress. He always used humor. After getting that report, he used it so confidently <laughs> that it, it just flowed. Yes. So that's one tool I use. Um. I make my clients use. Another one that is very beneficial is journaling. Mm, I yes. always, I'm a big, big proponent. Yeah. I call myself a journaling junkie because I run to my journal for everything. I literally, I journal yeah, daily. Me too. <laughs> because it's a, you know, it's a very, very powerful tool. Correct. It is the most powerful tool, especially in times like this, if yep. you are feeling bogged down, if you are feeling miserable, you're feeling anxious, jot down those feelings. Yep. And of course, I, I give them exercises to do so that you journal correctly, not just randomly yep. writing things all yeah, over right. the place. Yeah. And and I guess like because I, I like for you, this is the your um the toolkit that you the tools that you are getting your clients to do. For me, I um what I did is something similar. What I call the self discovery process, meaning that um they will be able to discover their strength and what they are really good at. Because most of the time we doubt our own strength. Whether are we really good and and that, and I do have um some assessment that they can do immediately within 30 seconds, they will be able to know uh, what type of personality they are and what are their, what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses. And if they want to build a business, who they should find to complement them. So, so this, these are just tools for them to discover themselves. And when they discover themselves, when they have the self-awareness, and that's where the self-confidence will come. Like for me, Ever since I have this awareness that I'm going to do this, I'm going to empower mothers to be entrepreneurs. This is something that what I call the calling or destiny. Yes. Everything just flow and the right people just come. And you mentioned about journaling. I have this little black book that I wrote every single thing that I have, even by my bedside. I have any ideas, creative ideas. I'll just write any ideas to, to build this ecosystem or even mompreneur space and stuff like that. I always journal it down and you'll be surprised. After a while, when you look back, uh, a lot of times I surprise my own self. I was like, did I write that? You, 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 will, not, you will be surprised by yourself yes. that did you write that? Because at that moment, you may be in your subconscious or unconscious. You just write things that is coming. Because Absolutely. this is something I share with the, my mentees and uh, the mothers that I, I, I mentor is that there's only, our brain can only contain three things at one time. So if you overload it, you will feel that it's very overwhelmed. But you, when you pan it down, Basically, everything is clear. This is where I will bring them to what I call the clarity, which is the yes. awareness. Because a lot of time during this pandemic, it's about clarity. Like you mentioned about journaling. When you journal it down, you realize that, hey, it's not as complicated as it is. It's not as messy as it is. So I think... The, the confusion starts clearing out when yes, you pen it down. The clouds, the clouds is being clear. So having uh, having said that, right, I, um, I'm seeing some... There's a question that maybe I think it would be good for us to answer it now, which is by... Uh, Naina, Naina. So she, I think it's a lady, right? Naina Sharma. 
So uh, she asks, is how do you yes. ensure you take care of yourself when you are so busy trying to make sure how everyone else in the family, including parents, kids, are doing okay during this pandemic? So basically, handling everything. Sorry, your voice just broke. Can you say the question okay. again? The, so the, I didn't hear the big part. So the question is, um, how do you ensure to take care of, your, of yourself while you are busy taking care of your family members, your parents, your kids, everyone else during this pandemic? So how would you answer that? I love this question, Nana. Thank you for it. So we have to take care as mums, as daughters, as spouses, as working women, we are juggling various roles. But in that, you can never pour from an empty cup. If you cannot remove a little bit of time, you're going to get burnt out. Yeah. It's Even if you're doing everything for everybody, 30 minutes, maximum of 30 minutes is all that is needed to recharge or refuel. It could be in any form. Maximum, I'm saying, is in a way of, you know, you don't have to put pressure on yourself that I have to do something one to two hours every day to do to feel better, to feel in control, to not let myself go. You can do any simple thing as a way of self-care for yourself on a daily basis. It could be, you know, taking just time out, locking yourself in the room for those 30 minutes or, you know, whatever time you're allowed to give yourself, you can manage you can watch maybe Netflix, you can take a nap, you can listen to music, you can go for a shower. But doing it, ensuring that you remove that small amount of time in your 24-hour days can be a revelation. And research says it, taking breaks, you know, even if you're going crazy, managing everything, taking a break is actually going to make you more productive. It not only makes you more productive, it helps you to focus more, it improves your brain function. There's a lot of science backing it that taking breaks, especially now if you do it for yourself, like taking a break from everything, yep. you'll do whatever you need to do for everybody else much better, much quicker. So it's, it seems like the impossible, but do try and bring in those few Less than an hour is yeah. all you need to feel recharged. Yeah, that that that, that is so good. I hope that um, Nina Nina um, um, uh, benefit a lot from your answer. And for me, what I would share is um, really talk to your parents, your spouse, or even your siblings if they are close by, to really work with them and seek them for help. You don't have to do everything but on your own, because they are also adult they will be able to take care of themselves you don't have to do everything yourself there's always our the tendency especially being the elders if you are if you are the elders you tend to take care of a lot of people you like to be that hero character that, that uh, what my coach call the hero character that you want to take care of everyone in fact not everyone needs that need you to take care take care of them so what you need to do is you have to talk to them and like what uh, Ruchi say time block about half an hour or even one hour even leaving the house um putting your kids to your spouse or to your your parents go out for a walk go out for a good meal and just come back you will feel refreshed uh, or you can just go and take a nap like for me i always always get some naps after lunch so that i'm more productive i can think better because sometimes when our brain is like the the, the computer the cpu when it overrun, overheat, it will break down. So yes. what you need to do, you need to take a break. And literally a power nap. Research yeah. says a power nap of 15 to 20 minutes is all you need to recharge and reboot to hit the day again. Yeah, yeah. that, that, that works the same. Like I always share like our, our body and our brains is like our cell phone, our smartphone nowadays. You yes. need to reset it. You need to off it and turn it on again. It's the same for us. For, for human, if if a computer and a device, a mobile device need to restart, we also need to restart. Yeah, so so I hope that um, it, it, it does reply. Uh, and Naina say thank you very much, Ruchi. Thank you. And for those who are tuning welcome, in, Nina. yeah, for those who are tuning in, you still can keep your question coming and we will answer them. So coming back to you, Ruchi. So why, why did you start coaching? I know that you have this satisfaction. You want to have more time with your children. So why life coaching? It can be, yeah. 
I, I, I get asked this question a lot. <laughs> so surprisingly, which many people don't believe me now who know me in this day and age, is I was a very, very shy girl with very low confidence. Mm. I've had literally zero self-confidence. And uh, a lot of instances, a lot of episodes in my life changed me. They, they, they helped me as hard as they were. They, they made me who I am today. And because I could change from being someone who was so low on confidence to someone who I'm pretty confident of myself right now, who can speak up. I could not speak up. I had mm. no courage. I have literally pulled it out of my system to, you know, be who I am today. I decided that it would, it, it is important to share it with more people. When I first started coaching, I decided that I want to work with a lot of women. I want to work with women. I want to give them a voice. I want to yep. tell them that it's it's okay if life throws you a curveball. It is going to, it is supposed to. Yep. But do not accept defeat. It is going to happen. You need to pick yourself up and start walking again. Because if you keep giving up, if you keep getting hit by those curveballs and saying, this is it, I can't take this anymore. What is the use of life? Life is so beautiful. It is meant to be loved and enjoyed. You've been given this precious gift. You need to make the most of it. And literally, that was my guiding force for me when I was in my really low days of, my life is important. I cannot waste it. I cannot while it away. I need to make something of myself to be happy again. Mm. And that's why I got into coaching. So what is that that thing that pulled you back? Is it your faith? Is it or someone talk to you? Or maybe you have engaged a coach? Because I, you yeah. because what um normal 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 people don't just get that that what do you call that that sign that I need to come back, I need to pick myself back. Uh my life is more than that. Is there any particular thing that really Switch it back so, for you? So, um, the belief. I had belief in myself. Mm. That was the starting point that I am important. I mean something. That gave me that push that I need to turn my life around. Then, of course, I took a lot of help. I worked with counselors. I mm. worked with therapists. And it was such an eye-opener. And this is... I did all of this about 10, 12 years ago when it was yet considered a taboo. Mm. You're going to a therapist. How can you go to a counselor? Are you mad? <laughs> but I think it was just because I had that belief that life is too precious to waste it mm. and to just let it go. To, I didn't want to just exist. Mm. I wanted to live. I, I, I just want to take it further because I'm very curious about this belief. Who set that belief for you? Is it your parents or is it someone? Is it your grandparents? Because there must be something. This is something that my coach asked me also. Like, why is that belief? Like, for me, I'm, I, I'm always optimistic about things. Like, even I went through a depression, even I went through my career peak and I fall really badly and was like rock bottom. But I, I always have that optimistic uh, approach to things, which is coming from my mom. Because my mom is very bubbly, she's very positive. She always have her own set of things. So, what is who who do you think that gave you that this belief that you have in you that brought you? Like the same, my mom. Hmm. She's watching me. Mom's watching me, and her mom, Hi, my Auntie. grandmother. The two of them. I think it was. It, there's such a uh, the my mom's very positive and. Hmm. It was her words that told me that you need to be happy. Yep. You have to be happy. What is life? And I think it's just the whole, uh, you know, my parents always told me that life is so precious. Mm. It can be hard. It is. That's life, right? It's going to keep throwing curveballs. Yeah. You're going to keep going through lows and highs. But wouldn't it be boring if it went differently? <laughs> yeah, so right. that belief that um, I remember my grandmother always telling me she lived life to the fullest she was the and she used to always say i'm my favorite <laughs> i loved that line she said she said i'm my own favorite yeah i always used to wonder how can you say that 
But now I realize the importance that instead of being your own worst critic, be your own best friend. Yep. It really pulls out that confidence and that self-esteem. Of course, there is a very thin line between self-confidence and arrogance. Yes. <laughs> you need to make sure not to cross it. Yep, that is very important and key. Yeah. And from, from you sharing that part, like your mom and your grandma, they are the, the, the seed, they are the people that seeded that believe in you. And that's why for me, I always believe that mothers are very good role models, parents are very good role models, where it is, it is lacking today because both parents are so busy with their work, they are not setting that role model, they, are not even, they don't even have the time to, to share that belief or even nurture that belief in their kids. That's why if you look um, at, at youth nowadays, they do not have that self-confidence, they do not have that self high self-esteem, they always feel that they are not good enough because they are always being beaten by people around in school, maybe at home, parents saying, oh, you're you are not studying good, well enough, and stuff like that. Do you see that that is the difference between um, like parents nowadays and parents in the past? Is it because of the time or is it because of other things? Because since you talk about the can, belief... I don't think we can blame moms who are working because mm-mm. it's it's their choice. Yep. It could be any reason, number of reasons why they need to work. Mm-mm. I think that the difference is technology. Mm. The world we grew up in and yep. the world our children are growing up in is just bombarded with technology. Mm. The, the digital world that we live in now is not when we were growing up. Yeah. And I think it's harder for our children and harder for the new generation because they are constantly in this digital box, yep. in this in this scary land which seems perfect. Mm. There's no fault shown on social media. There's no, the dark side is never there. And that is why they're losing their confidence. And mm. that is why they're always looking. I don't think it's, I think every mother, every parent does their best. Yep. But the time is different. The world is different. And the challenges are such that it's very hard. Mm. It is really hard for everyone to grapple with this scary, crazy social media world. We are all a part of it. And nobody's ever going to show you anything bad on it. Yep, yep. That's why our children are struggling so much. Yeah, I think other than the, the digital world is also because um, women are given a chance to be educated and that's why they have the means to bring the bread back and also get a job. Where like my mom, she's a housewife. My grandma is a housewife. Most of our mothers in the past, they are housewives because back then, uh, women are not given the, even the, how should we, in the family, option. the option, option to, to yes. study, mostly other guys. But now because the world has started changing, women have the means. But at the same time, do you believe that there are still standards being set for mothers, that they still need to do the mother role and they still need to do the, the, the bread, uh, the, the one that's bringing the bread back, stuff like that? Yeah, are, are they struggling think, on that? I think more than standards being set, it's just the unset thing. Mm. And we've always done it. But I'm so glad you spoke of this. Because originally, it was always the women who were struggling, running, juggling all the roles, playing mm. everything. But this pandemic has been the most, the craziest equalizer. Mm-mm. Earlier when only women juggling, now it's men and women <laughs> juggling. Yep, yep. And I really want to shout out to the dads out there, <laughs> to the men out there. It's new space, new land for them yep. to be in the house, to work. They, mm. Men earlier only had to bring in the bread. Yep. Now it's equally everyone who's juggling all the roles. So I think it's it has this pandemic has truly been been an equalizer of roles in I can see it across the board. Yep. Men have to work attend it's the new normal <laughs> attending yep. a webinar with your child running Correct. sleeping in the background <laughs> and nobody says anything now because yep. 
the world is facing it. Yeah, everybody, even your even your boss is having their kids all around. Even your CEO is having the kids all around. Yes, yeah. yes. So I I guess what you what you mentioned is the good side of it, which a lot of people fail to look at the good side of this pandemic. They always look at the bad bad side of it. And you mentioned yes. something that this is what I believe. Like the world now today is no longer whether you are man or woman. It's now you as a team, you as a partners, whether is it man or women. Like for me, why am I doing this? Because I see that as a partnership. We should not say that okay, this is this should be done by men. This should be done by women. Uh, there there should not be any gender or anything that will different us because all of us are coming together as a family, as partners, instead of whether you should be this. Like for me. I'm very much at home. I work from home because um, I I run my my own business at home, so I I'm more of the nurturing type. While my wife is more of the ambitious, she she loves to have compliment from bosses. While I'm very much in nurturing my daughter in a character in a homework coaching. So I'm more like the mom, like you you can put it like the mom. While my wife she's more manly. She's the one that one need praises. She she need to boost her pride. She need to feel satisfaction from work. So it does not matter whether it's a man or woman. It's about uh each. Each and uh, every one of our personality, every individual, yes, individual as human being, uh, regardless, because like you mentioned, is the ground is now leveled. Everybody, whether you're man, woman, husband or wife, everybody's leveled, and because of internet and technology, it allows everyone to be, and we should take advantage of it rather than, um, finding fault into that. Like for me, I'm enjoying because now with technology, I'm able to build my virtual team, my business on virtual, and getting everything's done. Yeah, without me spending more time. So these are things that I believe that for for mothers or even for individual, they should be able to, yes. uh, to embrace. I be I believe to embrace. And also coming back to you, I, I'm just curious. Like now, currently you are not practicing your law. That means being a no, lawyer. No. Okay. So what if this is just one question that I just suddenly thought of? What if today you are not a mom? Would you ever go into coaching? Because you started coaching because you became a mom, right? And you realized that I, you need to. Do you、I、see hope, yourself? I hope I would, because、Mm-mm. the kind of satisfaction and the kind of high I get from the work I do now. Like I was actually just telling a friend some time back that. If I'm having a bad day, doing a session with a client、yeah. makes me happy. Yeah, so, totally agree. Maybe if I was not even a mom, I I hope I would have chosen to be a coach、Mm-mm. even then. Yeah, I guess is it really comes into you that you came into realization that a lot of、uh, mothers may not be able to, and at the same time, what would you advise、um, parents moving on? Like now we are having this new norm. Everybody is trying to get a hang of it,、uh, or they really get a hang of it. So, what would you advise、uh, parents moving on from now, facing all this、so uh, work I, from home? Um, as I said, the key starting point is to go easy,、mm-hmm. to just go easy on yourself, and go easy on your kids.、Mm-hmm. Let them be、yeah. children. Let them be. We don't need to bombard them with so much information about the pandemic.、Mm-mm. As adults, we are going crazy. We don't need to constantly remind our children of how crazy the times are.、Yeah. We need to let them enjoy this. You know,、oh, my kids <laughs> loved being home with my husband and me because my husband travels a lot, and they never spend so much time with him.、Mm-mm. So they really enjoyed this time. We need to allow our children a little bit of freedom. Things、yep. that were never done before, we need to start changing a bit, and that takes a lot of effort on our part、yep. to make to change. Another thing that is very key, I you know I've been reading everywhere. If you're working from home, you're you know you need to have a fixed routine. It's very important. I disagree.、Mm. I don't think a fixed routine will work because. There are. It's not possible to take into account the disturbances and the interferences that are going to happen in the day、yep. with everybody in the house. Instead of having a fixed routine, it's important to have a fixed 
morning practice yeah. and a fixed closing mm. evening practice. Yeah. You should know what time you're going to start working or start your day yep. and let everybody in the family know. Even my, my four-year-old knows when I, I've always worked from home. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> since he's a baby, he knows when I have to go into my office, Correct. my room, one of, I have a small room your, in your my house, <laughs> my work mode. And in the evening, you need to, you know, try and have that closing routine, like a ritual, like you're literally shutting down your computer, clearing, tidying up your desk and moving away from that space, even if it's just a space in your room, because it's having a separate room is a luxury. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you, it's a ritual to walk away from that space Correct. so that you can demarcate those, you know, works, work life away from your home life. Otherwise, it's very easy for it to merge into each other yeah. and, you know, not, uh, don't have any time or yes. any demarcation. Another thing is very important, I believe, going forward, it's important to set boundaries. Yep. Even with your family members, even with your children, a simple no is a full sentence. <laughs> you need to work. It's okay to say no. Yep. When you're not working, you can indulge. But when you are working, it's fine. And communicate. Yep. Communicate. You are it's stuck key. in the house. You are not able to meet people especially for people who are extroverts it's very hard not having human interaction not socializing You're communicate right. if, even if it's with your your colleagues your peers your friends your family keep those communication channels sitting silent with no communication or less communication is going to make it harder for you mm. so try to keep the communication channels on yep. and very importantly have an attitude of gratitude. Mm. It's very easy to focus on everything that's going wrong. That's the easy one. <laughs> Whatever you focus, start expand. <laughs> yes, yeah, start noticing all the good. It could be little things. Yep. People are dying, losing their lives, their, their jobs. If you have a roof over your head, if you have three meals a yeah, day. You should be grateful. Be grateful. Yeah. The more you focus on the things you have, it will be more in abundance. Mm -hmm. The more you focus on what you don't have, you will never have enough. So please start with a gratitude journal of three mm. things a day that you're grateful for. It really helps in turning around your mindset. Mm. It's very important because this pandemic is not going anywhere right now. We yet <laughs> yeah. have some time dealing with it. Correct. Incorporating these things are going to make it a little easier to bear till it ends. Wow, that, that is a lot of things that you share with us. But I would say it really boils down to two things. is uh, Parents, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Yes. And also be grateful for the little things that is happening now. If you have a roof, you still have a job, really be grateful that you still have a job. Even you don't have a job, there's always opportunity because uh, if you believe in every crisis, there's always an opportunity. When something goes down, there's always something that needs to go up. So it's about the perspective they're looking at. And I really love what um, Ruchi have shared today. I really want you to have share even more golden nuggets. But um, time really flies. Uh, maybe you can share with the audiences um, how can they get connected with you if they want to find out more, they want to learn more from you? Uh, yes, you can reach out to me on my website. It's called ruchiparik.com or I'm on Facebook. I'm called Coach Ruch on mm. Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So you can reach out to me anywhere. Feel free if you want to know about coaching, how coaching works, how I can help you. You can always book in a free 15-minute exploratory session with me. The link's on my website and on my Insta and Facebook page. So book in a 15-minute free call and get started on your coaching journey. Thank you very much, Ruchi. And for those who are tuning in and watching the replay, um, all the description, all the links to Ruchi is 
uh, stated in the description. You guys can go to the description and find it and connect with Luchi. If you have anything about life coaching, you have any inquiries, or maybe you are have facing some challenges in your life or in the family, you can always reach out to her and seek her professional advice. So last, uh, before we end, like I mentioned, there's a tradition that every guest get to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So uh, Ruchi, are you ready with your question of the day? Absolutely. Okay. So, so, so um, for those who are tuning in live, right, and for those who are watching replay, you can un you can post your answer in the comments uh, of Ruchi's question. So you share with us your answer and we will be more than glad to read them. So Ruchi, um, are you ready with your question of the day? Share, yes. share with us. So I want everyone tuning tuned in and watching me live to share with me one thing that you are going to do every day starting from tomorrow that is self-care hmm. and self-care means doing something on purpose to improve your health and your mental and physical health it's hmm. not just something you know you just it's just part of your daily routine something in particular on purpose one thing a day what is that going to be okay so your question of the day uh, just correct me if i'm wrong uh, what is that one thing that you're going to do to to care for yourself is that right for your self-care mm. on a daily basis mm. to recharge okay. starting tomorrow okay so the question of the day posted by ruchi is what is that one thing that you're going to do for self-care Okay, so this question of the day yes. goes out to everyone that's tuning in, watching the replay, and also out to the next guest. So next guest, get ready for this question of the day. So last but not least, before we wrap up, uh, any last advice for the mothers who are um, thinking of pursuing their passion or even start stepping into entrepreneurship? Any last advice for them, Ruchi? Go for it. Jump in. It is the most satisfying the most amazing journey you will ever embark on. And the beauty of it is whatever role, whatever job, whatever industry you are in, the growth as a human being that you will you know, go through is not going to match anything else. So if you're thinking of doing something, today is the day to do it. Jump in. Wow, wow. That, that, that is such a great, good advice and really, really very amazing advice that Ruchi have shared. Just do it. Just jump into it. And uh, thanks a lot once again, uh, Ruchi, for making time and coming onto my show and sharing with us so much, so many golden nuggets uh, to how to build up a positive and emotional resilience during a pandemic. Just be um, grateful and also don't be too hard on yourself. So that is um, really what we have learned. Even for me, I've learned a lot from Ruchi and I hope all of you have learned a lot and have a lot of takeaways. So share with us what is your biggest takeaway in the chat and uh, we'll, be, we'll be more than glad and be happy to read them. So uh, last but not least, Kenneth here signing off in Ruchi. Thanks Ruchi for, um, for tonight and what you have shared with us. And thanks for those who are tuning in. I really love your presence and you uh, commenting. And thanks for those who are watching replay to now. Thank you very much. And Kenneth here signing off with Ruchi. And I will see you guys in the next episode. See you guys. Thank you. Bye, see everyone. You. Bye. Bye-bye.